Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. I'm Brian Maiman, co-founder of Rolling Bones Outdoors. To my left is Brian Leslie. I got it. it I didn't even see Martin Martina or nothing. But it will. We do. We do reference him as Bleep because he's here to keep this at PG-14. So if Brad says anything stupid, which happens often, we will get it bleeped out. Okay. So across the table to my other left is the great Brad Dana. Hashtag 393 because he did kill a 393 bull earlier a couple weeks ago. So, and then to my right, sitting in person on Zoom, I love Zoom, is the one and only John Snow, shooting editor for Outdoor Life and Field and Stream. John, thanks for being here today. Oh, thanks for having me, boys. <laughs> this is going to be fun. So I greatly appreciate you, you jumping on here. Uh, today, we're going to talk about some of these modern day uh, precision calibers and I know you've you've really really been an instrumental part here um, the last couple of years in saying, hey guys, I'd do this, I'd do that with your rifles, shooting systems. And I just want to be the first to tell you thanks again. It's always uh, um, good to have your advice. I know you're always shooting and you're involved and at the highest level and at the point, I guess, of all this stuff rolling out. And uh, we love reading your articles and following you on all the social media outlets you're a part of. And we appreciate outdoor life and field and stream and what you guys deliver to the industry. But uh, anyway, um, we thought we'd talk to you about some of that and then, you know, kind of our involvement, some of the hunts we've done. And uh, I guess we're, you and I are going on another one here quick, aren't we? Oh, my God. I can't wait. We are <laughs> going to go chase some mule deer in your backyard. Yes. West River. John has a West River special buck tag. I heard they're growing big this year. There are going to be some 155-inch deer out there. Oh, <laughs> John, we're not going to shoot 150. I hope you mean each side. <laughs> exactly. So, so why don't you just give us give us a role here? Tell us so what your role is, and I would really love to hear um, how you got into uh, writing and as the shooting editor, and then uh, tell us about some of these uh, calibers that you really like and what you're seeing. Yeah, well, you know, I've been with uh, with Outdoor Life for 20 years now, joined back in wow. 2000, 2001, so coming up on 20 years. And uh, Outdoor Life and Field and Stream have been sister publications for a long time. And, you know, it was a, a few years ago, um, a couple of us, were invited to, to work on both staffs as uh, content creators. And as the shooting editor for Outdoor Life, I was fortunate enough to take on that role at Field and Stream as well and uh, help, help uh, guide both of these great legacy magazine brands and titles uh, with, their, with their shooting coverage. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a great honor for me and, and, and a job I just love. 
Well, good for you. And what's your favorite part of it? That's what I'd like to know. Well, shooting you know, or writing? I, both. The shooting, the shooting, well, actually, they both can have their frustrations, you know, not going not gonna, to not gonna lie. But when, it, when, but when both of them go right, man, it is just the best feeling in the world. And, um, you know, I've had some pretty big shoes to fill. You know, we've had some big, big name folks as the uh, shooting editors for these titles over the years. You know, Jack O'Connor, Jim Carmichael, Townsend Whalen, Warren Page, Charles Askin Sr. I mean, these are, these are legends in the field. And uh, so to be able to kind of, um, you know, take on the responsibilities that they had you know, it's, it's something I take seriously. And so, uh, you know, a lot of what I do is, you know, try to look at the most relevant, interesting new stuff, which is what a lot of those guys specialized in and, um, you know, kind of translate that new stuff for for the modern audience, whether that person's a, a spun up shooter who's deep into it or, or maybe someone who, um, you know, is just kind of trying to figure it all out. Well, it's interesting you say that because uh, Jack O'Connor, uh, Townsend Whalen, all these names that you've mentioned, a lot has changed in the world since they were writing. I mean, I look. It's not the 270 win anymore, is it? It's not, is it? Yeah. No. I mean, the the 270 is you know th those great old cartridges. You know, still do a great job, but. You know, we have entered a, a, a new era, and, and probably the, the biggest lightning rod for that is, of course, the 6.5 Creedmoor. You know, people have such strong feelings about it, both love and hate it. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I sort of understand the kind of reflexive annoyance that some shooters feel when they hear people touting the 6.5 Creedmoor, because they're like, hey, you know, my whatever it is, my hot 6, my 308, my seven rem mag, you know, does fine. And, and now you're trying to tell me it doesn't do fine. And that's really kind of not the point though. Um, you know, I, I kind of liken it to, to trucks. You know, you could look at a, a, a truck that was designed in the seventies or eighties, you know, and if you compare that to a truck built now, there's really no comparing those two vehicles. They'll both get you from point A to point B, but really there's so much more sophistication and technology on the inside of a new truck. And that's kind of how it is with new cartridges. And, you know, it's, it's true that I think the demands that most hunters have for their cartridges probably isn't really very demanding. You know, they might hunt at really moderate distances or, or not make really challenging shots, you know, but when, to then turn around and say that there's no difference then between what they shoot and the new thing just isn't right. And really where you see that is in competition. You know, we've had a, uh, uh, an explosion in precision rifle competition. It's something I like to do as well. And really, if a cartridge is good and it wins, it'll get used. And if it's not up to snuff, people are going to move on to something else. And so there's a reason why, you know, the 6 Creed more and some of these even newer cartridges, I just wrote about the 6 GT, for instance, you know, are really coming on strong is because they are sort of the, the, the most modern and advanced representation of all of the accumulated knowledge we have about cartridge design. And, um, and in those little details, they just are better cartridges than what came before.
So the 270 is not dominating the circuit. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, no, nobody, nobody's shooting a, a 270 in these. And, right. and again, it's not to say that there's anything wrong right. or less about the 270. The point is, is that, you know, we've, we've learned a lot more and there is more to these other cartridges. Yeah, I think that's, that 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 for me was a uh, a good, I guess, uh, instructional overview of the way to look at it. Because I do hear that a lot. I got a three hundred eight. Hey, you guys got these these rifles that you build. If I send you a three hundred eight, could you go get bullets matched up with it? And uh, and there's nothing wrong with the three hundred eight, but it's not going to do what these other ones do. And uh, we just cited uh, in a a 6.5 Creedmoor today at 100 yards. And you know what? At the end of the day, um, there's uh, here it is. Um, you guys can't see it on the thing, but there it is. That That's, that's <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Factory, factory ammo, and that's, that's, and that's a, not unusual. No, that's 100. Actually, that wasn't even the 147s. That was 140-grain Hornady. Um, well, the 140-grain. 140-grain Hornady. I said, just go sign in with 140s and see how it shoots. Darren brought it back and said, here, you know, uh, I uh, shot it, moved it over, um, shot it three times. There you go. There's your group. There's your group shooting good. You know, it's funny too, John, because I used to love, love, love the 300s. I shot and shot and shot 300. And you know what we shoot the most now is your little six-hole cartridge that got renamed to Six Creedmoor, Right. Um, that, I would say that's one of our favorite cartridges. Both of us just love to shoot it. Not a question. And then we shoot the six comp a bunch. Um, but the six is even in, do you have my bullets for that six comp, that uh, box, the green box? I maybe, I don't know. I need that before this weekend. Um, but yeah, we're shooting, (laughs) we, we, they've, it's really changed even. And and I mean, the last 15 years gone from 300 rums to six, six Creedmoors and stuff. So, um, yeah. It, it, well, I think it's for, really changing for me. The six creed more so. So I was a big coyote hunter. You you know that, and 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 a big game hunter too. But I coyote hunted. I says I'm never going to use anything but a twenty two two fifty. It's amazing. Twenty two two fifty. Twenty two two fifty. Twenty two two fifty. I, I would have swore by it. I love my rifle. Right. I would have taken it anywhere. Hell, I, I've killed deer with it. And and my buddy always shot a twenty five out six. My coyote calling partner. And I was like, dude, it would be nice to have a hundred grain bullet, but I, I'm not, I'm not into a, you know, that hundred grain bullet, and uh, I'll just leave it at that. And then I started shooting your six Creedmoor, and I, I don't know, man. I tell you what, I, I just love the caliber. I love how flat it is. I, I think it's the perfect, I, it's the perfect blend of. BC grain velocity, the whole thing recoil and the recoil. Recoil. You can see what you hit, man. Yeah, you can follow your bullet. It's a game changer. Yeah, I'd shoot a deer at six, seven hundred yards, no question with it. Right. And, and it's just, and, and really, it's that you know, it's just well balanced. It's a well balanced round, like a lot of these other ones we're talking about too. And that issue of shootability is so important. You know, I was thinking about this the other day about kind of when we think about cartridges for hunting and, and stuff. And, and really, you know, part of the reason we're comfortable now using a six creed at, at distance, for instance, on big mule deer. And I've done that. My son, Jack's done it. You guys have done it is because we have such good bullets available to us. You know, the, the, the ability of a round to kill an animal, you know, big game animal, 
you know, has shifted more to the bullet than to the cartridge. And on the other, the flip side of that is that really cartridge selection matters to the shooter. And the fact that I can go to the range and shoot, you know, seven or eight, six, five Creedmoor rifles, put a couple hundred rounds down range in the course of an afternoon and not get beat to hell. (laughs) That says everything about what that cartridge can do. Versus you try to do that with a 308 or, or God forbid, an out six or something bigger, you know, you're just going to get smashed to pieces. And, right. you know, that shootability is really where is a big part of why those cartridges shine. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, what, and, and it makes you a better hunter because of what you just said. You can go to the range, you can shoot 20, 30, 40 rounds, you can sit there, it's enjoyable, you're not getting beat up, and you can just really work on that cheek weld and focusing on the reticle and, and building a better group, becoming a better shooter, get that muscle memory with your squeeze on your trigger. And uh, um, that's why I always loved the 22-250, you know. I could go out and shoot it, and it was never it never hurt me. But uh, that 6 is amazing. I do like this new 6 comp. Um, you said a bullet, a 6 what? A 6 C GT. 6 GT, the 6 gap GT, 6 millimeter gap. And and, and, um, and it's a shooter, huh? Oh yeah, no, it's a it's a shooter. Now, is this, that this guy, is that with George Gardner? Then is that where it got this yeah, name? George Gardner and and Tom Jacobs. So George is the G and Tom is the T. And, oh. you know George, you know builds those great um, custom guns, and he's a you know big big kind of deal in the precision rifle. Is that BR based at all? Or what? what, I I don't know about that gun without one. The the brass itself, you can form the brass out of the 6547 Lapua, but it's kind of its own, it's kind of its own thing. And really what it's doing is that it's trying to strike a balance between um, the six Creedmoor, which of course we just talked about how great it is and all of the six BR and BR variants. So the BRA, BRS, Dasher, Dasher and so forth. And, um, you know, so if, if, you know, as people have gone along the, the, the shortcoming, if you want to call it that of the six creed is that one guys are driving bullets at slower speeds now for better consistency, better performance in terms of environmental stuff. You know, if you, run some of these comp rounds hot and you're shooting in the rain or something, you get moisture in your, you know, in your chamber on your ammo, you know, you can quickly have pressures up fast. Yeah. So guys are running these more mild and, uh, and so forth. And those, and those bench rest cartridges, I mean, of course, those are the epitome of sort of ultimate accuracy and really what guys are looking for are in their hand loads, you know, those, those tight, extreme spreads and tight SDs, that consistency, you know, what, what, the, what we refer to as the water line so that, you know, that when you dial up for your 1300 yard shot or whatever it is, you're not going to have any variability in, in the um, vertical point of impact. You only have to worry about the wind, but the problem with those little BRs is that they're short and they don't feed very well. And so the 6GT is a little bit longer than the Dasher, about uh, um, 150 thousandths longer, a little bit longer in, um, in the body and longer in the neck. And it has a slightly, uh, as a 35 degree shoulder as opposed to the Dasher's 40. Um, so it, it'll feed better, um, but, it, but it'll still deliver the promises that, that the consistency of those BR variant um, cartridges. So it's supposed to, 
you know, kind of, you know, just strike the perfect balance there. Nice. Interesting. That, uh, yeah, that, that six, five by 47 is inherently accurate and, and Uber awesome too. So. Oh, that's a, that's a great round. And actually, you know, I mean, I've been such a six, five creature since the beginning and, and I'm actually working. I've got a couple of six, five that I'm going to be uh, doing some stories on, you know, one of them's a, a kind of a competition gun built by Wade Studeville on his impact action and, uh, and, a and an AI um, um, chassis frame. And then the other ones are, you guys would really dig this one. It's an ultra lightweight um, Seekins uh, Havoc element from Glenn Seekins, you know, kind of a, a custom made six by 47 he did for me. And just a, just a honey of a little mountain gun. And yeah, that's a great round. Nice. That's excellent. It's funny because people people don't realize the science that goes into putting this together. I was making a list today of all the stuff, you know, the bubble, the rings, the right that I mean just from tip to tail on the rifle, that's just to get the rifle put together to make sure that when you throw it up it can shoot down range the right way. But then you don't even think about as I'm sitting here listening to you you uh you nerds um talk about all this stuff. You don't even think about all of th- that science that's been delivered by competition number one and by the pure spirit of wanting to take it further. How do we get more performance out of this? How do we make it better? And that competition and uh, that want and need to keep getting greater and better is really drove this industry over the last seven to 10 years, hasn't it? It, it has. I mean, we live in a in a golden age of rifle accuracy. You know, we've. I mean, the. You know, I mean that group that you just showed me from your six five Creed Moore with that factory ammo. I mean, that is just a stunner of a group. You know, ten years ago, a guy would have cut that out and kept it in his wallet and sort of you know <laughs> taken it out and shown his friends and like hope that they believed him that he could actually do this. You know. <laughs> You know, and, and now, you know, that's, I mean, that's an outstanding group, but it's fairly normal. And, um, and yeah, it, do, it doesn't light, it doesn't light your world on fire anymore, does it? It's like, oh yeah, cited in, yeah, it, cited in three, three of our guns today. Here's the groups. Yeah. And, you know, like I did, you know, this was part of my low development for that six GT, you know, I, I'm on a forum on Facebook that kind of, you know, is devoted to that. And I posted a picture of a, of a group that I had shot at a thousand yards with it, you know, that you could cover with your hand. And one of my buddies just sort of made the comment. He said, you know, a few years ago, that would have been a world record. And, and, and he was right. It would have been a world record, but now that is fairly normal. So and you're, is what, what you're shooting. So you're shooting a hundred, you're shooting 147s or 140s. What do you what are you well, shooting? This is, oh, this, this, is, this is back to the six G. Oh, the so, six. So you're shooting one oh eights, or you shooting the one ten A tips, or something like that. Yeah, the the one ten A tips, the one hundred three vapor trails, um, the one hundred seven Sierra match cans. And you're probably yeah. shooting those twenty nine hundred then in that. No, I mean that's the thing is that um, kind of c- cranking it down a little bit. Actually, I, I was shooting the more like twenty eight seventy five those A tips. And I'm preparing for a really big match now, and I'm actually dropping it. I'm looking to drop it down another hundred feet per second. Wow! Um, just just to kind of see for for again, just to see if I can get that extra consistency. 
And, um, and that's, and that's also what you mentioned before, Brad, about, you know, guys really wanting to see their trace, follow their recoil, you know, and, and make that correction for follow-up shots if they need to. Well, it's, Um, it's absolutely imperative. Most guides don't know the world of extended range shooting past four to 500 yards. Yeah. You missed to the left about a foot and a half. Well, that didn't really help me a lot. Um, so, um, but I was going to say one of the things I was going to mention, cause I don't want to digress off of what you guys were talking about. It's funny you say that John, because th- I showed again that, and not that we're going to, sh- we're videotaping it, but that's basically a one hole, you know, a little bit. Expanded. Yeah. That's, that's a 15, 15, maybe 0.2 group. Right. Super good group. MOA. Here, yeah. here's, here's how far rifles have come. If I would have shot that group, like you said, seven, eight years ago, I'd have went. Holy smokes, cut that out. This is what my rifle does. Now, if I get a rifle and it doesn't shoot that group, I'm like, whoa, what the hell is right. wrong with my rifle? This POS needs to go down the road. I can't believe I can't get a better group. Than well, this. that's interesting, too. Well, you're slowing your gun down because one of the things we've been shooting a lot of the comp match, and we, we've been able to shoot these short barrels. We're shooting 20-inch barrels. We're running these little four-inch four suppressors. But these little buggers are running around 32 to 32, 50 feet per second, and that's fast enough. It's harder. You, you can definitely tell a difference in follow-up shots and following yeah, and your shot and seeing the trace and stuff. I don't know if I like it as much. Yeah, well, we'll have to figure it out. I mean, it, no, I'm just saying it's a, it's a killing I, little beast, though. It is. It, it's 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 working, and it's a nice little rifle, and it shoots really well. But there's something to be said about the six creed more and me being able to watch exactly that bullet go right in there. It is easier to follow your shot with it. Oh, man, you shoot a sheep, you want to enjoy it. And still, that thing is going 3,000 feet per second. So you you knock it down to 28, it seems to make a difference. So what else else is super new and innovative that you you get to see all the cool stuff first? Yeah, well... You know, and again, I mean, this is, I mean, you talk about getting technical and geeky in the weeds, you know. That's okay. You, you guys might find this interesting. You know, there's a, there's a the brass company, Alpha Munitions, yep. based out of Utah. You know, they're making some really, really good brass. In fact, I've been, I've been shooting their loads in competition or their brass components in competition for a while now. So I was just talking to them a couple months ago. And uh, I was talking to the owner, and he's like, uh, John, I got to tell you, man, we just scrapped all of our tooling. And I'm like, why? What happened? He's like, we figured out a better way to make brass. Wow. It's harder, it's, it's better, and you can run this stuff like nobody's business. So they, they've just come out with this thing. They're calling it OCD, Optimal Case Something. I can't even remember what, it's, what it stands for. But Sounds like a ladder test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they, you know, I mean, the promise is, you know, it's, it's, this kind of goes against what we we're just talking about slowing things down, but you can, you know, they, they're doing this where they're running this brass, um, you know, just resizing it, not annealing it, getting, you know, over 25 firings out of a piece wow. without the primer pockets. That's a money saver well, too. See, cause I don't find that geeky and in the weeds. Cause I've been bitching about if, if I can't get good brass 
anymore for a cartridge, I don't want to play with the cartridge because it's. Yeah. It, 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 it's I've, been, I've been doing the same thing because when I reload them on the third time, I get a little uh, uh, upset when the ends split out and I, I kneel that brass and it just doesn't look right and it's not working for me. And <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah. sarcasm. Oh, wait, wait, Brad, Brad, <laughs> Brad, are you the one doing that for me? That's right. <laughs> My brass bitch. Um. <laughs> oh. So anyway, that, that, that's really so cool. Anyway. I'm, I'm playing around with some of that new brass. I'm pretty excited. So you're, are, are you annealing it at all, or are you not annealing it? No, I'll, I'll anneal it. I anneal yeah. after every firing. Yeah, it's hard to get away from that. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, again, you look at this, the science behind it, you know, the greatest, you know, shift in that metallurgy happens between sort of your virgin reset brass and that first firing. Um, and so if you just want that consistency and, and stuff, it pays to anneal after after every shot, you know, after every Yeah, I do. Are you using the amp annealer or something like that? Yeah, I've got their Mark II. I, I had their Mark One and 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 ran it so hard I ended up busting it. I have a super super high tech Brad one. It's called a Brad one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little redneck, but it works. How much? How much? I'll buy you one. How much are the ones he's using? Uh, they're expensive. They're what? Twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. Eleven hundred dollars for an annealer. Yeah. Yeah, you keep using the. Yeah, one. okay. I'll take the. I'll take the Mark II, Brian. I'll. 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 I'll get rid of the cordless drill and the propane and. Uh, so the garage. what? So I am going to take a hard left. What cool hunts do you have this year? With I know COVID has changed the world for all of us. Uh, everything's been shut down. A lot of things have been shut down. But do you have any fun things going on right now? Do you have any fun, uh, cool hunts well, coming up? All right. I mean, I'm going hunting with my very good buddy, Brian. Yes, know, right? we are. 155-inch mule deer. No, 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 no. So that, that's cool. Here's the other thing I'm looking for. So my dad moved out to, he retired, and uh, he and his wife moved out to Bozeman here a few years ago. And he's done a little bit of hunting with me over the years, but not a lot. And so anyway, I am going to be in elk camp with him and my son. Oh, and nice. they're going to both kill their first elk ever. Nice. So. Oh, yeah. that, that'll well, be more fun than anything. Man. I'll make sure that Brian, uh, I'm loaning him my buggy that you got to use. So I'll make sure you got the top notch, topless nice. buggy this year. <laughs> well, that'll be a fun. Uh, yeah. Well, our buggy. Yeah. <laughs> so we 30 below hey, zero. <laughs> hey, the last time he took you hunting that buggy, he has upgraded, but you will be in the one with heating, air conditioning, windshield wiper, and we will be looking for deer in style, my friend. Excellent. Espresso machine? Uh, yeah, I think. In, w w yeah, kind of. Because <laughs> I, do, I do expect a certain level of comfort when I'm with you guys. Y yes. <laughs> there will be well, a certain level of comfort. You're in a covered buggy this <laughs> year, brother. <laughs> And sophistication. So, it, that, John, oh my gosh! The we first were... first two days we're hunting with John. The first time he's in my buggy, heat, air conditioning, uh, and uh, it all works. And then I said, John, I'm leaving to go to South Dakota to kill big deer, and you and Brad are going to have fun the rest of this hunt. <laughs> we and, did too, didn't and, we? And you had an open. Yeah, you just had to dress differently. Well, it was cold that week. Man, was it cold too? That was a. We were bundled up, but it worked out. Shot and a monster. Woo. No, yeah, no, we ended up getting old corkscrew. Corkscrew. It was awesome. Yeah, 
That buck uh, had eluded us, and I wanted. Yes. Yeah, I was super happy you shot that buck. So, but this year we will. Um, we are going to go uh, like we said earlier, uh, John. You have a West River special buck tag, so it allows us to go to the places that we love. And uh, um, I've grown up on a buddy Russell Swalk, and we have a we have a lease down there, and we will be hunting in uh, somewhere uh, south of Preshol. That's all we say in South Dakota because that's like the entire lower half of the state. Uh, exactly. But we never tell anybody where we're at. But we will not be – we will be looking at 155s. The key word looking there. We will be looking at 155-inch deer. But we will not be shooting 155-inch deer. So go north 30 what, inches and what, we will start what, uh, what rifle are you bringing? I'm going to bring um, – my uh, 6.5 PRC that I sort of designed and built um, last year. It's a it's a it's a really excellent rifle, and it's sort of my ultimate open country rifle, and uh, it's going to be perfect for That'll this. That'll be hunt. cool. Yeah, we sell we sell a lot of the 6.5 PRCs. Yeah, we do pretty good with them, and uh, it'll be fun to see this rifle. It'll be fun to get out there because um, we'll get a chance to shoot some coyotes and some deer and uh, have a good time. It'll be a lot of fun. So, so you're going, uh, now tell your son is how old? He is 17. 17. You're at the end of that in the, in the dad, you know, he's, he's getting ready. Is he a senior this year? Yep. He is. Oh, wow. We just, yeah, that's right. He's a year younger than Lucas cause Lucas is off to college now. So Lindley and I are empty nesters. Man. Well, I've got my daughter's back from school because her, Class, you know, her campus is shut down. So we're, we're full nesters here. I got my stepson, Riley, he's 14, <laughs> Jack, 17, and Ava, about to turn 21. Really? Nice. Well, that's good. Enjoy it. Yeah, no kidding. Well, John, I tell you what, I can't tell you how much we appreciate uh, you being on today and our relationship and the hunts that we've been able to go on. And uh, we're looking forward to many more in the future. Oh, man, me too. I, I, I appreciate you guys. We've had some awesome adventures together. And, you know, every every fall, I, I look forward to catching up with you and seeing what nonsense and trouble we can get into. I love it, too. Well, until we see you here in a few weeks, you be safe. Good luck at that shoot. Uh, I, I hope you uh, uh, go deliver well and that rifle delivers for you. Um, more than anything, though, that's all awesome. And I love our relationship. But I guess from an industry guy that loves to read Outdoor Life and Field and Stream, and I just got it the other day, thank you. We appreciate your contribution to the industry. And uh, um, keep on keeping on, brother. Yeah, keep up the good work, John. That's very kind of you guys. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. Tell everybody in Bozeman hello, and uh, we'll, we'll see you soon, John. And just a quick reminder to all of you, visit rollingbones.com and check out our membership it helps you get started on your next outdoor adventure or your adventure of a lifetime. We can help you with your application services. Any adventure needs, you want to know about a hunt, give us a call, 605-644-8000. You need some help on where to apply, give us a call. Send us an email at info at rollingbones.com, and uh, we can hook you up. All right, until next week, we appreciate you listening in. And remember, give us a review. We would appreciate it. Stay safe and happy hunting.